God bless you. Thank you for joining us once again. Uh, we are so excited that uh, you have uh, decided to join, and we pray that these teachings have been a blessing, have inspired you, have blessed you, have transformed your, your thinking and your life. Uh, we, today we are con concluding our series on the title of Who Are You? Uh, we pray that this series has been a blessing to you and has empowered you and released you to go on uh, with the purpose of God in mind and in your life. Uh, go with me to Genesis chapter 1, verse 26 through 27. <clears throat> Let us begin there uh, today. The Bible says, And God said, Let us make man in our image after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him, male and female created he them. Notice that the Bible says that in the image of God, he created male and female. I want you to uh, underline and, and focus on what he's saying. He says that he created man. As a matter of fact, God began to speak. And he has a, a conversation. He begins to speak. Uh, God the Father, God the Son, God the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit is there. And he begins to say, and he says, and God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness. In verse 26. Verse 27 says, so God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him, male and female created he them. God, I want you to underline the, the name God because that is, that is uh, significant. The, the name God is Elohim, which means plural, it means gods. It means it was God the Father, God the Son, God the, the Holy Spirit. There's the Trinity. The Trinity is introduced now and is uh, uh, given to us in the book of Genesis uh, since the beginning of, of creation of man. And he says, let us, uh, let us create man. Let us make man in our image. So it is referring to God. So it's the, the Trinity, the power of the Trinity is within us. We were created to be like him, to be uh, imaged in him. In Genesis chapter 3, verse 22, the scripture goes on to say, and he goes on to say, and and the Lord God said, Behold, the man is become as one of us, to know good and evil. And he says, And now lest he put forth his hand, and take also of the tree of life, and eat and live forever. Watch what the scripture says. That God said, Now man has become like one of us, to know good and evil. By this time, uh, Eve was was uh, tricked by by uh, the enemy, by uh, the serpent, the devil. Uh, uh, Eve now convinces Adam to eat of this tree. Notice that it was a commandment. God said, you can eat of any other tree that you want in the Garden of Eden, except of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And yet by this time, they had both uh, received, they ate of this tree. Therefore, their lies and their their uh, exposure to sin, to, to evil, was connected by, the, by disobedience to the word of God. That is a lesson for you and I. We are exposed to, uh, to sin, to the world and the things of the world when we are disobedient to what God says. The Bible says, how can light and darkness mix together? 
that, that he says that you are the salt of the, of the earth. You are the light of the world. Therefore, we are to receive instruction not from the world. We, sh- we are to receive uh, uh, communication not from the things of the world, but our concept, our, our mindset, our information should come from God and through His Word. Go with me to Psalms chapter 8. In Psalms chapter 8, verse 4 through verse 9, now we come into some revelation. Psalms chapter 8, verse 4 through verse 9. It asks the question, the psalmist, David, he says, What is man that thou art mindful of him, and the son of man that thou visitest him? And then he says, For thou hast made him a little lower than the angels, and hast crowned him with glory and honor. Thou madest him to have dominion over the works of thine hands. Thou hast put all things under his feet. All sheep and oxen, yea, and the beast of the field, the fowl of the air, and the fish of the sea, and whatsoever passeth through the paths of the seas. O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth. David, the psalmist, asked the question, and that question is being asked by the world itself. What is man? Who are we? What is our purpose? And the scripture says that David asked the question, what is man that thou art mindful of him? And the son of man that thou would visit him. What is so important about man? That God, you would be, take interest in us. Uh, We find ourselves and sometimes we see ourselves feeble and weak and uh, distraught and uh, unlearned. And yet God has focused his whole purpose around us as beings, as human beings, as children of the most high God. But I want you to notice what he says in verse 5. He says, For thou hast made him a little lower than the angels. If you understand and you study the original language and the original text of the word, the word angels literally means God. So the scripture literally is transferred by saying, For thou hast made him a little lower than God, and has crowned him with glory and honor. So the word angels literally means God. He made you, he made us to be like God. Why a little lower? Because you you and I cannot conceive the mind of God. Uh, For God is uh, everywhere present. He is all-knowing. He is all-powerful. We have limits, yet we have become just like God. How? The scripture says in Psalms 82, if you go with me to Psalms 82, let's read verse 1 and verse 6. How is it that God has made us like him? In Psalms 82 verse 1 says, God standeth in the congregation of the mighty. He judgeth among the the gods. Notice that he calls you mighty. He comes and he stands in the congregation of the mighty. We, the people of God, we are mighty in him. There is power, there's revelation, there's, there's wisdom, there's understanding, there is, there is an, an awareness, there is God himself is present in our lives. He is dwelling us, his spirit, his, his anointing is in us. And therefore God says, he's, God standeth in the congregation of the mighty, and he judgeth among the gods. Watch what the scripture says. Mighty literally means uh, that we are strong, we are powerful. Jump down with me now to verse 6. For the scripture says, I have said, ye are gods. 
and all of you are children of the Most High. So now, who's who's speaking here? God is speaking. God is the one who's releasing a revelation in us, and he's saying, I have said that you are God's. And you are children of the Most High. Notice the connection. When you and I became children of the Most High, when we became uh, uh, servants of God, when I became a servant, when Jesus became my Savior, when He became my Lord, when I became and I became to uh, become to dedicate my life to His Word, His purpose, His agenda, then the the blessing, the authority, the mindset begins to transform uh, my concept and my perception and my purpose. For the Scripture says, God said, I have said, you are God's. How? And you are the children of the Most High. The children of God become like God's. Now that's 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 somewhat um, boggling to to receive. That's somewhat challenging to receive. But you got to understand, this is what God thinks about you. This is who you are. If you go with me to Psalms ninety-seven, Psalms ninety-seven. Let's read verse seven. The Bible says now in Psalms ninety-seven seven. Confounded be all they that serve graven images, that boast themselves of idols, worship him, all ye gods. Watch what the scripture says. Confounded are all they that serve graven images. Confused, uh, embarrassed, uh, um, uh, not uh, no direction, no sense of purpose. Uh, confounded are all they that serve graven images. That's why it's important. We are not serving a graven image. We're not serving uh, a statue. We're serving a living God. And yet the scripture says those that are serving graven images. And now I say this by, by revelation of the word of God. We're not here to judge anybody. We're not here to say that you are, you are, uh, um, not, not entitled to what God has for you. The scripture says that there is a relationship that establishes us in the kingdom of God and in Christ Jesus. Yet the, the heathen, yet the, the world begin to worship and focus on other things. You know, you can make a God of your family, of your job, of your money. You can make a God of yourself, focusing so much on you and forgetting about Christ and what God has wanted you to do. The Bible says that Paul got to a place and he said, for I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. There is a daily, uh, uh, a daily conscious decision. Uh, Paul also says, I die daily. What I want to do, I got to die to the flesh. I got to die. I got to say no to what I want and what I think I need. And I got to look at the word of God for my direction. Paul declares, he says, I have become a slave to the gospel. I am tied up. I am, I am wrapped up in his word, in his revelation and in his ways. That's why you and I can begin to say like Psalms 119 verse 105, thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. It's his word that gives us direction. It's his word that gives us revelation. It's his word that heals us. It's his word that transforms us. It's his word that manifests uh, his goodness in us. It's his word. The beginning of all things begins with his word. That's crucial for us to understand. In John chapter 10, verse 34, 
Uh, let's read John chapter 10, verse 34 through 38. Notice what the scripture says here in John chapter 10. Let's read verse 34 through verse 38. Jesus answered them, Is it not written in your law, I said, ye are gods? If he called them gods unto whom the word of God came, and the scripture cannot be broken, say ye of him whom the Father have sanctified and sent into the world, thou blasphemous, because I said I am the Son of God. Notice this. If I do not the works of my Father, believe me not. But if I do, through though ye believe not me, believe the works, that ye may know and believe that the Father is in me, and I in him. Jesus is speaking, and he's, and he's giving a revelation to the Jews at that time. He began to say, if you go up a little bit further, he says uh, in verse 32, Jesus answered him, many good works have I showed you from my father, for which of those things do ye stone me? Uh, verse 33, the Jews answered him saying, for a good work we stone thee not, but for blasphemy. And because that thou, being a man, makest thyself God. And then Jesus answered and said, It is not written, is it not written in your law? I said, you are gods. Here's a revelation, family. Here's a revelation, man and woman of God. You are what God declares over you. You are not what, what the world sees in you. The world sees with the natural eye, but God sees with his eye. Now remember, uh, I'm reminded of, of uh, David when he was anointed to be king. They found him in his house. They found him taking care of sheep. The prophet came to the house of David and because God had said, I have chosen a king in, in this house. Uh, and God sends this prophet. The prophet tells the man of God, show me your sons. There's a king among them. And the father begins to show the sons that have experience and statue and age and, and, uh, and, uh, and life in them and the prophet says none of these men have God chosen but God did send me to your house and then uh, the, the, the man of God says wait a minute I have one more son but he's taking care of sheep the prophet said I will not sit and I will not rest until you bring me this man this son and then the Bible says that David became he, he was he walked up to the prophet the prophet uh, by the spirit of God showed himself before him and God said this is the one that I have chosen to be king in the land and then God gives a powerful revelation for man sees the outward appearance but God sees the heart that is something that you and I have need needs to remind ourselves every day it doesn't matter what man sees in me doesn't matter what the family expects from me. Doesn't matter what the world is expecting for me to do or is judging me based on what they know about me. I understand that God sees me in another level. God sees me with another revelation and I've got to receive what God has declared. God sees greatness in you. He sees power in you. He sees purpose in you. He sees blessings in you. Why? Because he has established us to be that way. Who are you? Family, who are you, people of God? You are what God says you are. You are the chosen. You have been predestined. You have been blessed. Go with me to Exodus chapter 22. This is something that we need to understand. In Exodus chapter 22, let's read verse 
uh, 9. Exodus chapter 22, uh, verse 9. Hallelujah. <clears throat> it says, For all manner of trespass, whether it be ox or ass, for ass, for sheep, for remnant, or for any manner of lost things which another uh, challengeth to be his, the cause of both parties shall come before the judges, and whom the judges shall condemn, he shall pay double unto his neighbor. If a man deliver unto his neighbor an ass or an oxen or a sheep or any beast to keep and it die, it be or be hurt or driven away, no man seeth it. Then shall an oath of the Lord be between them both that, that he that hath put his hand unto his neighbor's goods and the owner of it shall accept thereof and he shall not make it good. Watch what the scripture says. I'm giving you a scenario. When we as men People, we come together and we make an agreement and the, and it, and we come to, we, we break it, uh, or we fulfill it. It's representing God in us for the scripture says that God is not a man that he should lie. He's a God of covenant. He's a God of agreements. Therefore, we have need, need to understand that we are a people of covenant. The Bible says, let your yes be yes and let your no be no. In James, the Bible says a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. The reason why the enemy takes advantage of the people of God and the advantage of your situation, of your purposes, we have got to have a clear purpose and a clear agenda before our eyes. And know that God has be begun a good work in us and we are, we will, and we will experience all that God has ordained for us to experience and to have. Paul says this, he said, I beat, I, I fight, but I beat not the air as just pushing and just pushing and just fighting the air, but I press toward the mark of the high calling, which is found in Christ Jesus. There's a purpose for my living. There's a purpose why we do what we do. Let your, let, let, let your life have a purpose. Your purpose is to live long and strong and fulfilling in the purpose of God. It's the will of God that is most important. Watch what the scripture says in Romans chapter uh, 13, in Romans chapter 13, uh, the, the scripture says that we are as, as we are to represent who God is Romans chapter uh, 13. Uh, let's read verse one through verse six. It's important for you to know. Who you are in God. I believe it starts with who, who know understanding and getting a revelation of who you are. Because if you don't know who you are, you're going to be, uh, people are going to try to fit you in their image of you. The world is going to try to force you to become uh, just like them. Remember what the scripture says. And we'll go there to finish this. Romans chapter 13. Uh, let's finish it. Let's, let's go here first. I don't want to get ahead of myself. Romans chapter uh, 13. Let's read verse 1 through verse 6. Let every soul be subject unto the higher powers. For there is no power but of God. The powers that be are ordained of God. Whosoever therefore resisteth the power resisteth the ordinance of God. And they that resist shall receive of themselves damnation. 
For rulers are not a terror to good works, but to the evil. Wilt thou then not be afraid of the power? Do that which is good, and thou shalt have praise of the same. For he is the minister of God to thee for good. But if thou do that which is evil, be afraid. For he beareth not the sword in vain. For he is the minister of God, a revenger to execute wrath upon him that doeth evil. Wherefore, ye must need to subject, not only for wrath, but also for conscience sake. For this, for, for this cause pay ye tribute also, for they are God's ministers attending continually upon this very thing. He's talking about believers. He's talking about ministers. We are to minister to one another. He says, for this cause, pay ye tribute also, for they are God's ministers attending continually upon this very thing. What's the thing? That we are to bless one another. We are to encourage one another. We are to uh, prosper one another. We are to lift up, not break down. I am concerned with those that are preaching behind a pulpit and blessing somebody and blessing the congregation behind the pulpit. But with their minds and with their comments and with their lifestyles, they're condemning the same ones that they're speaking blessings over. The scripture says we are going to give an account of every deed, every thought, every action and every word. The Bible is giving us a clear picture of who we are. We are ministers of the gospel. We are representing who God is. I remember uh, when I uh, began to speak to uh, my wife and we began to establish a relationship and I told her many years ago, I'm, I'm, I want to and I'm going to love you the way God loves me. I'm going to uh, treat you the way God treats me because with the same way that I treat you, I want you to treat my, me. The Bible says like this, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Family, man of God, a woman of God, church, we are what God says we are. Let's go and let's finish with this scripture. Uh, the Bible says, in uh, Romans chapter 12, let's read verse 1 and verse 2. He says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And then he says, be not conformed to this world. The word conform means don't try to fit in. Don't try to fit into this world. You're, you're different. You're called uh, with a different uh, uh, name. You've got a different spirit in you. You have a different purpose in you. Jesus said, I am not from this world. My kingdom is not from this world. Uh, Paul gives you a revelation in the word of God. And he says, although we be in this world, we are not from this world. Therefore, Paul gives us now an instruction in Romans 12 verse 2. And be not conformed to this world. But be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. That's exactly what we're doing in these teachings today. As you continue to, uh, to, to learn and to hear the word of the Lord and the purpose and the agenda and the way of God, God is renewing your mind and transforming your life. Let's finish. He says, and be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Watch this. For what purpose? That ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God.
I'm here to let you know something, family. Here to let you know something, church. Know who you are in Christ. You are an overcomer. You are the head and not the tail. You're above and not beneath. You are not your past. You are not your failure. Uh, you have learned. We have grown. We're not walking in those paths no more. Remember what they told Paul. Paul, when he was uh, of, of a child's mind, he, his name was Saul, and he was killing the Christians. Yet he had an, an encounter with Jesus on the road to Damascus. And in that encounter, he had a calling. And that, that, that beginning of an encounter transformed his life and gave him a revelation. He began to preach. He separated himself for three and a half years, the Bible says in Galatians, and he prepared himself. There's where Jesus came and spoke and taught. And he began to get revelation from God himself. Then he began to preach the word of the Lord and began to understand the purpose of his living and his, and his existence. But then there was a church and there was a people that did not, they were afraid of him because they heard and they remembered what he used to do. See, that's what happens to a lot of people. They remember what we used to be. They focus on what we used to, how we used to talk, where we used to go, how we used to conduct ourselves, how we used to treat people. And they're judging us based on what they have remembered of us. But Paul gives a revelation. Paul says, I'm not that man anymore. You're talking about a man who died many months, uh, many years ago. That man died when he accepted Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior. That's what Paul means. I die daily. That's why Paul, uh, that's what Paul refers to. I'm a slave to the gospel. I want to live for him. It's his way. It's his purpose. The scripture says this family. This is where we want to focus, and it's very simple. The Bible says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Let me finish with this. Deuteronomy chapter 29. The reason why a lot of, a lot of people are still in bondage, the reason why a lot of people are still putting up with sins and uh, pity sins and struggles and things that are that are uh, uh, of no effect and are are weak in in power the reason why we're dealing with these things is because of our lack of revelation for Deuteronomy chapter 29 verse 29 says this the secret things belong unto the Lord our God but those things which are revealed belong unto us and to our children forever that we may do all the words of this law there are some secrets there is some revelation that God has, that until we receive that revelation, we're not entitled to experience what we what we don't know. We're, you aren't, you and I are not entitled to uh, to uh, expect a blessing when we don't even understand what's the blessing for. There is a lack of of understanding, and the Bible says, uh, the Scripture says in Habakkuk, "My people perish for the lack of knowledge." And then he says, because you have rejected knowledge, you have rejected mercy, there's no truth in you. He says, I, I will reject you and your children. But thank God that we are learning of who we are today. That through his revelation, now I have exposure to a word. I'm beginning to see who I am. That's why the Bible says it is like a mirror that when you see in the word of God, it shows you your true image. That God would give us a revelation of who we are and that we may walk, live, talk, act, and work 
according to the purpose that God has placed in our lives. Let us pray. Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you for your revelation. God, I pray for the hearer. Lord Jesus, that we may receive not only revelation, but God, that we may have the power, the insight, the attitude, the heart to obey and even experience and walk into the manifestation of your goodness, the manifestation of glory, of power, of blessing, of anointing, of purpose, according to your will, Father. I pray for the hearer today. Father, I thank you for your mercy and your grace. I thank you for this day is a new day, and you have called us for such a time as this. Thank you for revelation. Thank you for teaching us of a point and of and of a beginning of an understanding of who we are in you. Father God, there is power with revelation. And we bless your name because of what you have begun in us. For your word says, he who has begun a good work in us, he's going to finish it. I'm, I thank God for who you are and what you are doing in our lives, God. I encourage you, my friend. I encourage you, family, church Man of God, woman of God, young person, there's no age difference and it doesn't matter where we've started, doesn't matter uh, what we've been through. What matters today is that we stand up and we apply ourselves to what God has revealed into our lives. For what is revealed is what we are entitled to experience. The best is upon us today in the name of Jesus. Thank you for listening today. God bless.